You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Flannel Friday, February 21st. Yes, it is I love Flannel Fridays for us here in St. Louis. But uh, our friends are having a great time in Central Texas at Faith Lutheran High School. It is mm. today is the Lutheran Writers Roundup at Faith Lutheran High School. And uh, we just heard from Pastor Apple and Pastor Wolfmiller for Sharper Iron. Mm. Had a great conversation and live audience participation in the study of God's Word during Sharper Iron today. And uh, so we get to participate in the Lutheran Writers Roundup with some of the authors, some of the writers at the Writers Roundup. Excited to share that with our listeners and have great conversation with great authors this morning. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. You. Live Uncommon. Joining us live from the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup, uh, we have Sarah Boffman, author of A Flame in the Dark. Sarah, thanks so much for being our guest this morning. Thank you for having me. And Elizabeth Allman, author of Demystifying the Proverbs 31 Woman and Ruth More Than a Love Story. Elizabeth, thanks so much for being our guest today. Thank you. So is it a big crowd there? We don't get to see everybody. We get to hear I'm the so crowd. <laughs> pretty good crowd yeah, I'd say, yeah. they were <laughs> yay <laughs> i love it i love it well let's uh let's talk about why you got involved in the writers roundup why are you participating sarah would you tell us about your involvement in the writers roundup and why you're there um i think mostly to encourage young writers and to share our story as writers ourselves um it's one of the great joys for me at least as a writer is to encourage others and to build them up and yeah. Elizabeth, what about you? Yeah, I think it's really wonderful to meet the high school students here. They're such great kids. And last year they were so attentive and so interested. And it's really wonderful to be able to talk to them about just all the different ways that being a writer looks. We all have different backgrounds, different um, life experiences. Some of us have older kids that are grown and out, and some of us have younger kids, you know, or not no kids at all, whatever. And so um, seeing how that works in our lives and being able to share that with them. And then um, also just making connections with our fellow authors has been really great. And then Deaconess Jane Overzat, who serves here at the school, I've known her for a long time. So that's how I originally got involved because she asked me to come. So it's really great to get to connect with her and her family as well. Elizabeth, what is your favorite genre to write? To write? Um, <laughs> probably writing Bible studies, um, which is what I've mostly done. I did used to write a lot of sort of fiction for fun as a, a younger person, but I haven't done that very much as an adult. And so I really enjoy writing the Bible studies and digging into God's word and trying to um, do something that is in depth and um, really walks us through the text. Um, I also really like the lyric essay, but I haven't done it a lot um, of late. So <laughs> it would be a fun exercise to get back into that. What is a lyric essay? <laughs> so <laughs> a lyric essay takes a theme, but you don't tell what the theme is. And you write sort of vignettes that go with that theme, and they're um, sort of fictional. And then you sort of bring the theme out through the vignettes without actually saying the theme always. Um, you can put it in the title or whatever, but sometimes you're kind of doing it without saying it and you're trying to sort of focus on an idea or a theme and bring that out in each of the, the smaller vignettes. See what happens when you bring smart people together. We learn wow. something from them. <laughs> that is fascinating. <laughs> so Elizabeth, what's your favorite genre for reading uh, as a reader? Uh, probably 
definitely fiction. Because <laughs> um, as a, well, and as a mom, it's hard for me um, with the kids and everything. It's hard for me to focus <laughs> sometimes <laughs> on the on the other things. So I like to read theology when I can, and I do that with my research and things like that. But um, for fun and to actually feel like I'm finishing a book, <laughs> um, fiction is great. And a lot of right now middle grade fiction to try and uh, keep up with my 11 year old son who is an avid reader and figure out, you know, is this one going to be okay for him or not? And things like that. But they end up being really fun for me too. (laughs) Sarah, how about you? What's your favorite genre for writing? Then we'll get to reading here in a little bit. Uh, uh, Fiction, historical fiction, mostly. Um, And it's also what I like to read. So it kind of works well, but then I'm immersed in it. Um, Some of your favorite, some of your favorite books in historical fiction that you've enjoyed reading? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> That's a really great question. Oh gosh. Well, I'm a big Jane Austen fan. Yes. Um, and so, but the, I mean, those were written not as historical fiction, but they're historical now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, I've liked her things a lot. Um, and then, I like Karen Whitemire because she writes fun like just kind of general Christian um, historical fiction. A lot of them set in Texas, and so those are fun. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's uh, there are a lot, and so it's hard to think of. <laughs> Sarah, like Sarah, you, you uh, write a lot of historical fiction. Do you have a favorite person that you've, uh, that you've had to research about in order to write a book? I don't know. Like, I don't think so because, so my self-published ones are set like in Jane Austen era, England. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have Flame in the Dark, which is 1500s Germany. Right now, my um, one set in biblical times. And so I'm not researching specific people. It's kind of more eras. Mm -hmm. And I, I really like to write fictional characters in a real time and place and have the real characters be kind of periphery to the story, um, where they're important and um, influential, but kind of in a behind the scenes sort of way. Um, so I can't say that I actually have a favorite person. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, historical fiction is is also my favorite genre. So I, yeah, it's fun. It's fun reading about those historical time periods with those with fictional characters to get a I don't know a broader scope of of those time periods. Um, at this writers roundup, Sarah, what uh, what advice are you sharing with young writers? Mm. I think just to keep at it. Um, I think that it's easy, especially as we get busy and as we're choosing careers and, or, you know, vocations that we want to do as we move into adulthood. Um, it's easy to let writing if it's not like what we're choosing to kind of fall <laughs> to the wayside, but, um, whether in like a journaling format or what have you, I think it's important to just keep writing, even if it's just a little bit every day, because it helps our communication. It helps how we, um, words and our understanding of the world and of, of God's word. And, um, yeah. <laughs> I understand there are students from faith Lutheran high school, as well as some of the area Lutheran schools. Uh, so Elizabeth, what are you wanting the students to gain from the writers roundup today? 
Well, I hope they see that uh, writing is really, you know, something that can be for everyone if they if they want that and that, you know, it's a form of communicating. And when you can do that well, that can really set you up for anything in life, really. And um, and also that it can be something that's really fun. You can do it. You, you can try to do it as a career. You can try to do it for a release, you know, for yourself. And also just, I think one of the things um, that I've been learning lately, trying to get going on something again, is to um, not focus so much inwardly on yourself. Writing is such a personal, like individual thing in some ways, and it can make you kind of get stuck inside yourself. And um, you have to kind of take a step back and and get that and that's so similar to really what what life is like for us as christians is that we're you know in kavata say if i'm saying that right mm -hmm. and um you know curved in on the self and so that sometimes that gets us stuck where we don't want to be and um when we take it you know when we god gives us that broader perspective and we look back and we see god at work and we and god is at work in us then you know our anything in our lives is going to um kind of open up a little bit more and you don't get so stuck and so i feel like i've been kind of stuck like that with writing and it's such a parallel to to life and you know letting god do his work and do his thing so how is uh how is god doing his work doing his thing what are you working on or what do you hope to work on what what might we look to uh, expect from you in the near future um, I've been trying to get going on a study that follows um, the women sort of in the line of Jesus and sort of taking it, there's four women mentioned in Matthew's genealogy, but expanding and, and looking at some other women. So like Eve, Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel and Leah, um, Ruth, you know, those kind of people. And um, this is where I got stuck. I got stuck on looking specifically at the women and like, well, how do they all relate to each other? And how can I theme this? And what, you know, trickery over here and... <laughs> sinfulness over there and I don't know how to categorize her and then um, I finally went and looked at Dr. Gibbs's Matthew commentary again one more time just to sort of reset and he makes this point you know this isn't about the women that are mentioned here it's about what God is doing and I was like right that's why I was writing this in the first place so um, <laughs> so you know kind of taking that step back in the writing as well and so that was sort of a breakthrough a couple weeks ago and now I feel like I can you know, a re-breakthrough and kind of feel like I can go, go forward and thinking about how is God at work in these situations and theming it, you know, with that in mind. That sounds, that sounds really great. <laughs> Sarah, what are, uh, what are you working on currently? What can we expect from you uh, in the next, oh, I don't know, year or two? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, right now I'm working on a, like I mentioned, biblical era one. It's set between, um, Christ's ascension and then the first Pentecost or well, the, you know, when the Holy Spirit came. <laughs> um, and so the, um, but the main characters are just um, people living in Magdala and the main character's mother has leprosy. And so she's going to try to find Jesus to heal her. And she's like really angry and really um, not in a good place. And so it's kind of going to be like a physical and metaphorical journey for her. Um, as she progresses through this. And so. 
We are celebrating the gift of Texas Lutheran Writers today. The Texan Lutheran Writers Roundup at Faith Lutheran High School in Central Texas. And uh, we have a couple more authors that we'll get to share in just a little bit. Thank you, Sarah Boffman, author of A Flame in the Dark. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you. And Elizabeth Allman, Demystifying the Proverbs 31 Woman and Ruth More Than a Love Story. Thank you, Elizabeth, so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Thank you. It's always so much fun. Coming up in just a little bit, uh, we get to share a few more, uh, two more authors mm-hmm. at the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Did you know that many LCMS military personnel and their families are unable to receive word and sacrament ministry due to the lack of LCMS chaplains? Ministry to the Armed Forces is looking for pastors who will answer the call to serve as a chaplain to provide word and sacrament ministry to the men and women who selflessly serve our nation. Find out more about this exciting ministry by contacting me, Chaplain Craig Mueller, at lcmschaps at lcms.org. That is lcmschaps at lcms.org. Our listeners and supporters are talking about Worldwide KFUO. We live in Accra, Ghana, West Africa. We listen to KFUO through the Internet. It's nice to listen to a church service going on here in the U.S., the music and the talk shows. It's been very uplifting, really encouraging. So thank you. Bringing the word of Christ to listeners around the world. To leave a message on the KFUO comment line, call 314-996-1542. Worldwide KFUO. Concord Matters is the program where we seek to be of one mind that is the mind of Christ. And to do that, Christ-confessing Concordians read through and discuss the Book of Concord, which is our Lutheran confession of faith drawn from Holy Scripture, so that you too may be of one mind and confess with Christ. Be sure to listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central on KFUO Radio or anytime on KFUO.org or anywhere you get your podcasts. Until we convene for Concord again, keep confessing, church. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Friday, February 21st. That means it is Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup at Faith Lutheran High School in Central Texas. We get to chat with some great Lutheran authors today. And so uh, introducing now Christina Hergenrader, author of Shine and Family Trees and Olive Branches, Creating a Culture of Grace in Your Family. Christina, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Thanks. Good to talk to you again, Andy. How are you? Great, and uh, glad to have you along on the Coffee Hour today. Also introducing Susan Malushka, author of Nameless Women of the Bible and watching movies with Christianized Bible studies on the big screen. Susan, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Thank you. Glad to be here. Christina, tell us, why are you involved in the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup? I'm so excited to be here again this year. It's a great uh, gathering of Lutheran writers, and we get to talk to kids, which is my favorite. I just had Shine come out this past summer, and inspired on part of that journey, I also stepped back into the Lutheran High School classroom back in Houston, where I'm teaching seniors. And so I'm doing all the things with writing and teenagers and authors. And so this is just a huge blessing to be able to be with other authors who are also speaking into kids and what they um, what they need to know about writing in, in the church. 
Susan, what about you? Why are you participating in the Writers' Roundup today? Well, this is my first time here. I My first event really after becoming an author was the Word Wrangler in Giddings. Um, I grew <laughs> up in Giddings. Rose and Jean Fritchie are my parents, and everybody in Giddings knows me pretty much. So um, I'm just happy to go to outlying areas and talk about my book and just there and meet the people. And this sounds like an amazing opportunity. Absolutely. What is your favorite genre for writing, Susan? I have always written uh, Bible studies. I've just recently started and the two that I have are studies. And I think pretty much I'm going to stick with that because <laughs> I wasn't professionally trained on writing. So I'm going to stick with what I know. <laughs> and what is your favorite genre for reading, Susan? Uh, that would have to be mystery and horror, actually. Oh. <laughs> um, I do love comedy. Mark Schweitzer is probably my one of my favorite authors. He writes mysteries, and they are hilarious. So, <laughs> yeah. Christina, how about you? What do you? What's your favorite genre for writing? I absolutely love to write fiction and love to write young adult fiction. However, it seems like recently there's been just one one thing after another that are Bible studies that keep coming up. You know how that goes where you're like, I really want to understand this problem or this phenomenon better. So the, the best way to understand it is to write a book about it and then I can fully understand it. And so I've had fun doing that lately, uh, but I really love writing Christian fiction. So, so I've written five through Concordia Publishing House, published five fiction books. Uh, however, yeah, I feel like I'm really living in the world of nonfiction Bible studies. So it's kind of an interesting the way this path has taken me because I don't see myself as a Bible study writer. And yet I keep writing Bible studies, so <laughs> I don't know how that happens. Yeah, I know we had a lot of fun uh, talking about last summer at Eden. Uh, that's been uh, a little yeah. while. That was a lot of fun talking about that, especially for me having so much experience at camp uh -huh. and reminiscing about camp exactly. as I was reading it. Hey, that that's exactly that what camp familiar. was like. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's the music, Andy. The the song titles in that book. I, I'm telling you, people are like, I don't know why this captures camp. It's totally the music. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Christina, what do you enjoy reading? What genre do you enjoy reading most? Yeah. So when I'm writing fiction, I need to be reading nonfiction because the otherwise the author's voice really gets in my head and I find that I'm all of a sudden writing like that author. And so right now I just proposed a Bible study to CPH and I don't know if they'll publish it or not, but in that one, um, I'm looking at kind of the, the anxiety and depression that so many people are, are dealing with right now. And so as I'm reading more and more about that, I'm in a research stage. And during a research stage of a Bible study, I'm reading tons of nonfiction, tons of, and the wonderful thing we have now is podcasts. We have four kids. We're in the car all the time. I find it so comforting to hear the word and have it in my ear. And so um, I'm not doing as much research by reading. I'm doing a lot by listening this time, which is interesting because they find it to be super effective, even though it's not how I've ever done it before. Yeah, we're, we're big fans of podcasts over here. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you guys this, you're living in that world. Of course you're big fans of it, yes. But podcasts are, are such a great uh, bridge into audiobooks, too, or the other way around, uh, just listening to information as a different way to absorb information. Um, Christina, what advice are you sharing with uh, the young writers that are there today? 
You know, the thing I found when I published Shine this summer was that so many teens are struggling with perfection. That's the whole message of Shine that we live in. We serve a God of grace and the new information age, we're so, we put so much pressure on ourselves to publish things on social media that look perfect and we're losing the idea not only of grace, but also of process. So the idea that, you know, I'm just doing a process here. I'm trying, I'm failing. Um, and that's what writing is. I mean, I think that all of the authors here would agree that when we pick our books up that have been on the shelves for years, we still want to read them with a red pen because we're <laughs> still like, this is not perfect. And that's kind of what happens. You have to give yourself a ton of grace to write. And I think that that's getting lost with teenagers, especially. And I want them to hear the message. Just write. It's journal every day. It's not going to be perfect, but you're going to learn a lot about understanding how to give yourself room to succeed and fail. And that's okay. You know, you can fail and still be loved and, and maybe even publish something one day that it's still not perfect, but, but it's still beneficial and God will still use that. So I'm excited to share that message with these kids today. Susan, what are you hoping to share with the young writers at the uh, writers roundup today? I think, um, my version, I totally agree that journaling is so important. I did that in high school and it just, it makes all the difference in the world. Even if you don't know what you're writing, just free write. Um, and, Cause life is, is so confusing. And it, I remember how hard it was as a teenager and you know what, I'm sorry, but it doesn't get better. <laughs> it's just, it's still, I'm so confused. And I had, I, to this day, I write out, you know, my thoughts and the next day I'll go, this is hopeless. This is hopeless. I can never figure this out. And the next morning it just clicks, 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 you know, and you just go back and read what you wrote before. And it just, it, it always gets better. It, it you yeah. can always improve and I really wish I could go back. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's okay. They're going to do good. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. That's such good advice too. Uh, even for, even for young people who don't consider themselves writers or, or think that that is a a vocation that they want to do, just, uh, having, having that freedom to, to write, um, and, and to have that space for yourself is, is important for, for any young person or older person. (laughs) Exactly. So much grace in the writing process. And it really is a process. And it's one of the few things that we, we all still have to do every day. I tell my seniors back at Lutheran South Academy this all the time. You have to do it every day and, and yet it will never be perfect. So, so it's a lot like life with Christ. We keep doing it every day and yet we're never doing it perfectly. And that, and there is the gift. So I think it's a great place to connect with, with kids and teenagers. I think you also don't know where that benefit is going to be down the line yeah. because I did do the journaling in high school. I remember that. And I never dreamed I would write. And I did not starting write, start writing until after I passed 40, yeah. age 40. Yeah. So, and all of a sudden I'm like, wow. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell my seniors that? <laughs> they, I'm, not- I'm a late bloomer, Arthur, yeah. but uh, I'm getting there. Yeah. Catching up. We have we have just under three minutes left. Uh, Susan, you mentioned a little bit what you're currently working on, but, but can you tell us um, again what what you are currently working on? What what we can expect from you? Well, I had my first book was watching movies with Christian eyes, which is you don't have to watch the movie, but um, I taught this class and the 
students got so much out of it. They were finding God all over the place because God is everywhere. He is encultured in our lifestyle. And if we find him, that's easier for us to share him with others. And because it was so much fun, I just can't let it go. So right now I'm working on watching movies with Christian Eyes 2, T-O-O, like they do with the sequels for the movies. <laughs> and, but I'm gearing it towards teenagers and the problems that they're facing in their life. How do you deal with peer pressure? How do you deal with your parents, your first job, your car? And I'm hoping that some of the teens here will give me some of their favorite movies to do Bible I studies on. That. That's <laughs> awesome. That's great. Christina, uh, we have just about a minute and a half. You shared a little bit about what you're working on. Share some more. Yeah, we moved across Houston this year and journey of finding a new school for our kids and plugging into a new community at age 45. I've learned so much about the same topic that keeps coming up about giving grace and uh, trusting God for our strength. And so I, I really want to write this book that addresses the anxiety and the depression that is so prevalent right now because of this un, you know, unrealistic standard that we've given ourselves to live up to. And instead, here's how you can live a life connected to God's word, which is the strength that we have as Christians. So I'm working on that uh, every morning at five at my desk as a journal entry, because same, I uh, found so much comfort in journaling. And I'm now the biggest evangelist for for journaling. I'm telling everyone <laughs> this, that the thing that God did, you know, the season was hard and there were a lot of ups and downs and we're just six months into it. But the thing that God taught me was uh, meet me every day at your desk and and write a journal entry. And and that will be part of the way that um, you'll you'll get through this is finding his strength through through his word and journaling. So that's what I'm working on. A lot of journaling and seeing where it goes. Christina Hergenreiner, author of Shine and Family Trees and Olive Branches, creating a culture of grace in your family. Christina, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you. Yeah, great to talk to you. And Susan Malushka, author of Watching Movies with Christian Eyes, Bible Studies on the Big Screen, and Nameless Women of the Bible. Susan, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Well, have fun at the Texas Lutheran Writers <laughs> Roundup, everybody. Yeah, thanks for joining us will. for the Coffee Hour today. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.